Welcome to the podcast. Oh my god! Surprised you didn't? I sure did, especially because I'm. I literally have it up right now. We are recording this. It is seven nineteen. It's election night. <laughs> On pins and needles. And I, I did say that I would rather wait and do it tonight. I mean, as of now, it looks like they've called Kentucky for Trump. And Vermont for Biden. Woo! So we'll see what happens. So when this is released tomorrow, people will know more. Mm-mm, they might know more, but not much. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows how long this is going to take, but this is a weird time right now, and uh, we're going to try and distract you for a little bit. We're reminding you at first, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll just, you know, put some music in your head and... Uh, Change your thought process for a little bit. But man, isn't the world fucked up right now. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. My name is Michelle. I'm Sam. And uh, this is the first week back after that Halloween takeover extravaganza week. It was a goddamn marathon. It was a lot. It was a lot. Even though like it wasn't, if you add up the time, if you take Kent's episode out, <laughs> if you add up the time of the actual seven episodes of the specials they do, it's not that much they do not equal the it's not even three hours length of kent's one episode N- no not at all <laughs> so we basically but they were fun we got to see some stuff we hadn't seen before that was fun we got to be reminded of some classic stuff uh-huh. again it was it was fun, fun time but now halloween is uh is put to rest for a bit <laughs> it's dead put it in the grave Bull. Yeah, sorry. A, a plane just went by and it has flashing lights and it distracted oh, me. Jesus Christ. Let's go in the opposite direction. Good. So we're Good. that that one at least isn't gonna drop anything on us. Baby. So this is Couple of Tricks <laughs> Podcast. We are a review podcast where we listen to things that we give each other each week and then we review it we talk about it we give our opinions we answer some questions and we just talk shit we have no credentials but we have fun so thanks for hanging out with us this is gonna be a shorter episode which i'm gonna appreciate yeah right and i think you the fan slash listener slash hater will appreciate it as well yeah this is gonna be shorter than usual uh which is good because I'm just worn out by life. Yeah, I, I also, just want to go lay in bed. <laughs> I also didn't technically have a, phone. a day off. I worked every day this weekend too, so I just feel, I just feel worn down between, you know, doing jobs and uh, the world. So I, I at least got to listen to something that was new. I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. something that I didn't hate. Uh, so it was, it's nice to have a little distraction here and there. So that's what we're going to do. It's something to let the aggression out. It pulls from deep within. Not me. And yell it out. It's, I mean, I, I will say it's a little <laughs> overly aggressive sometimes. Oh, it's very, very aggressive. I, but more vocally. Yeah. I feel like the, the angst that is in the vocals and the lyrics are much 
more or less not my style, I should say. Uh, not more. I'd say less my style. Well, it's just very calling out bullshit or being angry at something. I mean, I can't even necessarily understand what's being said, so I can't get... I'm not the type of person who, if I'm upset, I don't usually listen to heavy music. I yeah. usually I usually get in my head. I don't, like, yell things out. I think things through, and I get emotional, and I cry. You know what? And, and then I feel better <laughs> in the end. <laughs> I don't know if I ever listen to metal as, like, I'm getting the aggression out. I think I always listen to metal as just, I play instruments. I like to hear them play them well. This is cool. Or fuck this shit. I'm going to listen to something on the jam. I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever really... When I get mad, I don't want to do anything. I, I pretty much revel in the... Everything is fucked! Nothing is ever right! Why? Everything's fucked? Everybody sucks? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know what? I don't know why, but uh, I feel like ripping someone's head off. Ugh! That's, does that happen? I don't. I don't think he who ever. Goes, uh. Uh, who goes? Uh. I mean, <laughs> Tim Allen, kind of Tim Allen, <laughs> but I don't know who does what you were doing. When I did it, I felt like I was somebody, but I like Tim Allen better. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good, wasn't it? It sure was. Do we, did we ever see Wilson Wilson's face? Yeah, at the end. In, oh, really? At the very end, you did. Maybe not on the episode, but there were times when they, I, I don't know if they thought they were being creative, but they were kind of barely hiding his face. And you could like see most of it. Or he would turn his face sideways and you'd see half <laughs> his face and it's like, okay, I can easily put two of those yeah. together. <laughs> it's just the other half. No problem. <laughs> I know what you look like, I remember, sir. I remember watching an episode and it was like they were introducing the cast at the end or whatever. Yeah. And they showed uh-huh. it, and he ran out there, and he had the... The mini fence. The mini fence on it, like a paint stick. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you think he did that every time, or do you think that was just because they were like, cameras are going to be rolling this time. Let's put the fence for him. I almost feel like that was just his gimmick, and that was like every his time. thing for the show. So I, I feel like it was probably enforced. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to show his face. Maybe God he damn was... it, Jerry! You told me it was only going to be six episodes. My face would be hidden. Yeah, maybe they. Maybe he wasn't happy that people didn't recognize him yeah. as the guy with advice. But then again, maybe people would have been stopping him all the time and would have been like, "Hey, Wilson." He wants like a nice table at a restaurant. And he comes in and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I could probably call up my friends from Home Improvement." To fix that little desk there for you. Yeah, until they set him like right next to like a ledge thing where all <laughs> that you can see is the top part of his face and then everyone knows who the fuck that he is. Yeah, he just pulls out that little <laughs> fence and he's like, defeated, okay. No, I mean like it's literally like an edge that just like comes up to here. <laughs> all right, I'll leave. Then he walks by the ledge and then they go, wait, sir, stop. <laughs> we'll get you the table right now. Sorry, Wilson, Wilson. Wilson Wilson. Anyway. That's some real good creative writing right there. You think that was shitty writing and you think they were like, this will be hilarious. Or some guy just went, ah, Wilson Wilson. I mean, if anyone was named Wilson Wilson, they would be ridiculed. Deservedly so. Well, Wilson Wilson, if you're listening to this podcast, He's please dead. let us know. I met any Wilson Wilson. 
Oh. I'm talking to any Wilson Wilson out Are there. you talking about Wilson, the Wilson <laughs> ball that was in that fucking <laughs> castaway movie? His name uh, was Wilson, the Wilson ball. Yeah, he was a Wilson Wilson. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have. Only one time. I've only seen parts of it, but pieced together pretty much what it is. I Doesn't mean, he freak out at the end when he loses Wilson off that little makeshift uh-huh. boat and he has like an emotional breakdown? Yeah, but I think it was like years. I think it was multiple years that it was just him and that volleyball. And that was all that he had. So, How did it have a blood stain for that long? Because. <laughs> he cut his hand once a week and reapplied the stain. I, You'll never time, lose your face, Wilson. Every time he. Uh, well, maybe he's just really clumsy and just always bled. And he's just Shit. like, all right, time to reapply. To make a sure crab bit me. <laughs> yeah, because definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know well, I mean, blood stains, though. And it was a white ball. That's true. So that's Volleyball probably is a kind of was. felty feeling. The mm-hmm. kind of fabric It's fabric You figured it out. Good job, Michelle. Thanks I know. for clearing that up. You're welcome. I did research. <laughs> just now. Yeah, because it's like a GPS, but in my brain. Oh, beep, 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 beep. Do you no, hear that I was a lot going, when you're walking around? I was going back to Dr. Sleep because I'm not going to let last oh week go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that brains, there's also like libraries you know in them? libraries <laughs> Hilarious. What, wait, what did Kirk say on that one episode? What is an island? Oh my God. I wish I could remember. Oh, I don't remember. But it was don't remember. Hilarious. Oh, maybe if I'm going to bring callbacks up, I should know what the hell I'm know talking about. So, Sam, we listened to one of your albums. Yep, it's a Sam week, and we listened to Minor Threats. I can call it two different names. You can either just call it Minor Threat, or you can call it the first two seven inches, which I like to call it the Minor Threat. <laughs> I figured out this just before we started recording why could it be called two different things i don't know it just got relabeled as i think originally when it was pressed they just called it minor threat and put those first two it's made out of two demo kind of things two small releases two seven inch releases but it sounds sexual do you think that's why they eventually got rid of it no i think that's what it became is the first two seven inches oh no weird and in my mind, if we're talking about a penis and it says the first two seven inches, are we talking about she's getting fucked, he or she, no. getting fucked by multiple dicks, or it's a penis that is bigger than, it has, what, uh, 21 inches, so you get no. the first two of segments of seven mm, inches? I, I think it's the first two of seven inches is what is where my mind goes. Uh, so I'm only putting the first two of my seven inch dick in you. That's all you get, girl. I'm just teasing. Just the tip. Just the tip. I mean, two inches is a long tip. <laughs> That's a really long head. Some guys out there are like, no, it's not. I got a long headed two inch head. <laughs> two inch head. So this album came out in 1984. We were not born. Uh, it was recorded in 81. I don't know when the demos came out before that. But uh, this is going to be really, really short. I mean, it's 16 tracks. However. <sighs> what, it's like 17 minutes long? The Some, whole album? Something like that. So this is going to go by very, very fast. And we're going to get started. This is the first song called Filler. Which is interesting because usually filler isn't the first track on an <laughs> album. Yeah, I like that. A little play on things. What? 
So you said you didn't totally hate this. That intrigued me earlier. It wasn't as bad as... I mean, I always enjoy the punk stuff more than I enjoy the metal stuff. Yeah. Makes sense to me. It's, it's a little bit more uh, based in music. <laughs> I mean, it's... So groove. I would say groove for sure. Like, it's something that I can find myself, like... Kind of like dancing to a little bit, like when I'm working, just kind of bobbing back and forth uh-huh. for like moving my legs. You, also, I'm not gonna say this. I'm gonna add. You find it more understandable as well. Like comprehension might be a big part of it too, because like fast blast beats and shit ton of notes, it can just sound like constant noise. This you at least go. I know the basic melody. I almost, I, I just almost think that the gritty stuff sounds more genuine, I guess, as well. It does to me, for sure. And the grittier stuff happens a lot more commonly in punk huh, music, yeah. I, I think, because that's the whole idea is just to stay, like, true to, you know, the original. DIY attitude, which was Minor Threat's whole fucking thing. Vampire. It got to vampire. What's that even mean? I don't know what's being said, but it, that's why it's fun to just think that I hear words. And oh, just... you thought he screamed vampire? <laughs> oh, yeah. There are multiple times where I'm just like, what is being said? And that's going to come up throughout this. So that was the first track. First track. And that's a pretty average length song. Yeah. And it's a pretty average style song for this album, too. Yeah. I'd say it's a pretty uh, common sound Absolutely. throughout very common. it was it took me a while to even i mean i kind of teetered a little bit but i solidified my right like my least and most favorite tonight because when i was working i i felt like it was hard to decipher between the songs sometimes and upon my first listen since i've had to convert to youtube music and it won't just let you listen to an album and stop it just starts like playing a radio station based off of that album immediately. So there were other songs that were playing. And I think you were like, this isn't even them anymore. No, the other day I said, the album has started over, so you know. <laughs> oh, it was that. No, it was me. That's what it was, because it was another listen where I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's not even this band. But it could have been something else. But it's just that YouTube sucks about that. So It sucks about that. And if you don't know, like... If you haven't listened to this a bunch of times and felt each song, you know, like know each song. Especially on the first listen, I was not able to determine that the album had started over. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that you did no research on Minor Thread at all. Not even a smidgen. So we got Ian McKay on vocals, Lyle Pressler on guitar, Brian Baker on bass, and Jeff Nelson on drums. That was the only thing I looked up to see who was in the band because I thought that I may have known someone from the band. But I didn't. They only lasted three and a half to four years as a band. And then it just... Because they went in different directions or because they hated each other? Uh, there were... Uh, or they grew there up. There were tensions on things. You know how the, we're going to get to it. There's a whole straight edge theme to this. And and the whole band, but especially the rest of the band, was like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but it sounds like you're telling people how to live your life or live their lives. And we want you to proclaim that, like, no, I'm saying this is how I live my life. I'm not saying this is the rules. Mm-hmm. This is how I see it. So there's tensions with that just a little bit. I don't know how much. You know, you read something and who fucking knows how much true it is. But I also read that Ian McKay, 
because they consider this like the birth of hardcore, kind of around the birth of hardcore music. That early, eighty four. Oh yeah, this is like the early, early hardcore where it's starting to have an aggressive, real aggressive tone to it. Yeah, vocally, shows are starting to get aggressive. So I guess at a show, Ian McKay's brother, who is on the cover of this album, the guy that's the bald head and he's in the boots. That's Ian okay. McKay's little brother. Um, he got punched in the face. And Ian McKay, I guess, went punched that guy in the face. And then right in that moment, he realized this violence is really fucking stupid. And that I'm like basically part of it and kind of like fueling it, I guess. Yeah. So he like dropped out of the hardcore scene and stopped making like really aggressive music. He just didn't want to be part of that energy yeah but he was definitely uh fueling that energy with this album for sure for sure he he influenced so many bands because of minor threat and like bad brains which is another band that we'll get to eventually they are the reason that punk sounds like that fast skank beat that's because of these guys and that aggressive scream thing that's all minor threat who is the one who morphed punk into ska who was was it the Operation Ivy? Yeah. They took the more raw thing. Although Scott was a part of the punk scene anyway. It was... Not everyone goes in that direction, though, because this no. isn't Scott at all. No, there's subsections of it all. It's just mm-hmm. like metal. You got all these little subdivisions. But, like, punk and Scott kind of went together the whole time. Because, like, the same guys were hanging out with those people and they were listening to reggae. <clears throat> and that's how ska kind of came because it was kind of like the punkified version of reggae. Punkified reggae. Yeah. Interesting. And that's the original skinheads, too. Did you know that? Like, the original skinheads were not bad people. It just got taken over. I like, guess that makes cr- sense. Like they called them the crazy bald heads. It was just... Oh, golly. It got taken over. No. But let's go on to the next song. This next one's called I Don't Want to Hear It. Um, I like that little bit of bassy at right in the very beginning and then it... It just gets immediately overshadowed. Yeah, I love that in punk. It's like a staple of punk. What? Do the quick bass intro. And then we all come in. Uh, Slayer redid this song. They did two songs off this album. On an album called uh, ah. Undisputed Attitude. So when I got this album, because I heard that album first, and then I heard this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's this song. I was like, oh yeah, I fucking love this too. The Ian McKay, very angry vocals. It always some I always think of Adam McKay. Every time you say Ian McKay, <laughs> it's like it's like a mixture of Adam McKay and uh What's his name? Ian He's a, uh, isn't he the lead singer of Anthrax or something? Oh, wait, Scott Ian, oh, Scott the guitar Ian. player? Okay, that's what it is. He's just always the face he of like, is, someone who's like talking. Yes, he is so, the face of Anthrax. That's for what sure. I meant. But yeah, so it, for me, it's a combination of Scott Ian and I don't even remember who I said before because I don't remember his name. Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Yeah. So Scott Ian. Adam McKay. <laughs> Which are, they're completely different looking people. One looks totally nerdy and like a, like a soccer dad. And then, uh, excuse me, one is Scotty in. And the other one has a goatee down to his mid chest. <laughs> He's always been like multicolored, like tricolor, or not tri, I'm sorry, 
bicolored? Isn't it usually like the r- goatee? Isn't it like red and black? Yeah, and I wonder. I know Dimebag used to make his pink, so I don't know how much of that started after Dimebag mm-hmm. or after Dimebag died. <clears throat> Maybe it's a little tribute thing. Could be because I know Scotty and loved Dimebag, and Dimebag actually played a lot of solos on this one Anthrax album. Yeah, so they were all friends, but. I don't remember what we're talking about. We were talking about Minor Threat. We were talking about <laughs> the name and how when you say his name, it makes me picture those two ah, people yes, because Ian I don't McKay. know what he looks like or anything. I read that a lot of people thought Ian McKay was pretentious because of the whole, you know, don't smoke, don't drink thing. Being straight edge. Yeah, but I, I, I get it. He he wrote, he wrote said that it took off. Like he didn't want it to be a movement. He wasn't trying to like make this fucking thing out of So did of he it. come up with straight edge? Yeah, it's in this uh, song we'll hear later. Actually, let's just move on to the next song and we can talk about it more. This is Seeing Red. So I didn't realize he, like, coined the term or whatever. He didn't want to, though. He was... His whole mindset was, okay, I'm not fucked up. I'm not drinking and I'm not doing drugs. Yeah. So I have an edge over everyone. You know, like, I'm sharper. I have an edge. And it's a straight edge. So he just, like, said that in a song. Then he just wrote his lyrics. He didn't think he was going to... He didn't know it was going to be fucking popular. He's like, yeah, my 30 friends will hear it. Whatever. They get it. But this is seeing red, and this is it's yeah. just angst. Yeah, yeah. It's, just... it's so much angst. It's thick with angst. You could tell he was like... <laughs> you could tell he was a maybe a buzzkill. Even if it was clean fun, he might still be like, guys! Like, he, show, like <laughs> he shows up and people are like playing a game and having a conversation, but it's not about like a serious issue, about like injustice. And he comes and like flips out and flips the game over upside down and everyone's like man just be cool and he's like how can you be cool when the world is such shit (laughs) he's like debbie downer (laughs) (laughs) absolutely dude we were just trying to play magic the gathering we were talking about orcs and trolls you dick yeah but you're not talking about but you're not talking about the dairy farms are taking over the cow industry and there shouldn't even be a cow industry man because like we should, should just eat be beef. eating plants. He is a vegan. He's of absolutely he vegan. <laughs> he sounds like a cool guy. I don't know. He he. Uh, what's cool about Minor Threat though is that I said earlier, a complete DIY method, right? The two formed their own record label. They released everything themselves. No big label backing, which is fucking awesome. So they designed everything. They funded everything. And Discord Records ended up being like a huge punk label. An indie music label mm-hmm. at EMK, and uh, I'm pretty sure that bass player dude started. So, not only is this band incredibly important in the hardcore slash punk scene, just that whole label. These guys shaped a whole sub the culture, and I hope everyone that's in the subculture knows, but they might not. So are they like the Led Zeppelin of the punk world or something? I don't want to get they didn't, that big. Led Zeppelin didn't invent anything. No, they didn't invent anything. And I these mean, guys didn't invent they anything. They popularized mud sharking. <laughs> but other than that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Led Zeppelin and a mud shark. Have fun with that one. It, it was actually a red snapper. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> but enjoy that story. <clears throat> it's a good time. It's wild to think, like, to sit there and you can sit around and think, I am the reason that an entire 
subgenre exists. I'm the entire reason dudes walk around with X's tattooed on their fucking hands. I bet he does. Hands. I'm the reason. But I think he hates it. I would fucking hate it, especially find out what some of these straight edge dudes could do. Because like fans that got into the straight edge world, they would walk around and like knock beers out of people's hands that were just sitting around enjoying themselves. Yeah, when you told me that he was straight edge... And I had already, like, been exposed to the angstiness. I was like, oh, so he's a fucking incel. Because he just sounds like he's just raging and violent. But you said that he was celibate? Uh, he, he wasn't. He didn't have promiscuous sex. He, if he was going to have sex, he was in a relationship. It wasn't just, I met a girl, I'm going to fuck her. I met he, a girl. He courted her and then oh, made love to her. Oh, would you like to go out on my boat, female? <laughs> yes, I would. What are we going to do on this boat? Well, I'm going to be the man and you're going to be the lady. And what I say goes. And that's all that matters. Ooh, I hope you hit me. <laughs> let's, uh, let's. You know that Mylon bar that, uh, you know, the blackface thing? Yeah. Someone else went dressed as an abused woman or something she showed up and had like a black eye <laughs> i don't know what's going on was it because she wanted to go out drinking and her husband said no and by the time that she showed up it was a shiner and they're like instead of they were like what's wrong and she's like it's my halloween costume i said the exact same thing at work i was like i wasn't a costume her husband already popped her one and they had to figure something out so they could go <laughs> but then earl had to die and Earl had to die. Bing, 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 Goodbye, bing. Earl. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Two. We're going to Straight, Straight Edge. Edge. This is this is a forty-five second song. I've said this before about other punk music. But I do appreciate the straight and to the point thing that happens. I like that they don't just like have all of these fills, all of these extra choruses and such. But then again, everything is so up tempo or and fast paced that I mean, is that a full three minute song fits in forty five seconds. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, obviously, if they weren't so fast. It would be a shorter song still, but it would be longer than that. But that, I mean, that's just like a ditty. It is a ditty. I like that. It's a little itty ditty committee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shovel on. Let's go on to small man, big mouth. I don't know if shovel on means anything. Shuffle on? Shuffle on sounds better. I said shovel on. Oh, shovel? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think you're supposed to shuffle along. Not shove along unless you're shoving Justin long. Oh, I fucking knocked that son of a bitch over. No, you're just. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say out. Justin Long. Isn't that a guy that was in Jeepers Creepers? It sure is. We got to see. Oh, Walrus? He was Walrus? Ew, he was Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was also in Waiting. Do you like Justin Long? Yes. I do too. Mm-hmm. He seems like endearing and like a cool guy. I think he'd be a really nice person. Even, even if the movie sucks, you're still kind of like, yeah, I like Justin Long, though. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Uh, he was the only thing I liked in Tusk. Right. I like the guy that played the doctor until oh, that's right. it was, went all walrusy. Yeah, then it was awful. Yeah. 
There was no redeeming anything after that happened. What's th- I do not recommend Tusk. What's the guy's name? Matthew Lillard. He's another one of those guys that anything I see him in, even if it sucks. Oh, I'm, my mom's going to be so mad. <laughs> you know, he did that little cry face, dying face and scream, and then he did it again in SLC Punk when... Uh, I've never seen that. When Punk Rock Bob dies, and he comes out and he's like, Yes, yeah, man, no. He's really good at making saliva come out of his mouth. I also like Matt Lillard. Yeah, I like him too. It's too bad he got the shag taken away from him. That's that's insane because I don't I've never been a fan of Scooby Doo. Nope. Any of it, but I am huge. But I think that he did a tremendously great job. He was the living Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have gotten any better. Yeah. It's right. perfect. Let's move on. We're gonna make this fucking episode short. One of our shortest. Good. Let's do this. Let's go on. This is called Screaming at a Wall, which proves further. That Ian's not very happy. <laughs> no, he doesn't even have to have people around to upset him. He's just mad about the world. Now, this song's a minute 32, so long one. Look out. What is, the longest is 249. <laughs> Love it. That's, um, that's like a, almost a full-length song. I have said this in conversation when I talk about a person who like doesn't listen or like, you know this type of people when you're talking... They are not listening. They're just waiting for you to stop making noise so then they can talk. Yes. I have said, yeah, talking to that dude is like screaming at a wall. <laughs> and and it, it, it hits. The analogy hits every time. I've said that about you to you before. <laughs> it wasn't screaming, but it's it was It's usually talking. like talking to a wall. But I'm so extreme, I have to keep it extreme, man. Screaming You're, at a wall, you bro. You are more than words. That's all I Listen can say. Up. All right. Snap to Slim Jim, bro. It's more Hulk Hogan than Macho Man. Randy Savage. <laughs> Did you ever watch wrestling? Yeah, my dad would watch it, and Fuck I would yeah, see Jim. some Woo. of it. I don't like wrestling. I always you know, thought of it was lame. Do you know we went to school with a girl whose uncle was a professional wrestler? No. He's part of the uh, Legion of Doom. I can't remember which one he was. I think he was Hawk. But I can't remember the girl's name. She moved away. Birdie. No, her name is Birdie. Classic, classic Birdie. Damn. Like you said earlier, the grit is great in this. And it's it's still... You know, sometimes I have an album, or I know personally I've listened to albums where there's a grit that is sort of like unable to get over it it sounds so bad that like it's not even enjoyable yeah this has a grit to it but it's still like clear so you can hear everything that's going on mm-hmm. it still sounds sort of full but it still sounds like it was recorded in like a garage almost it's not muddled yeah which is what it is or super super tinny it does have a tinniness to it especially in the hi-hats but you gotta have that trouble i don't know what the fuck Megan Trainer was talking about when she said it's all about that base of no treble, as if treble isn't important. You need some ting. You need some low. You need some balance, Mother Joe. Mother Joe. <laughs> Speaking of which, how are we looking? <laughs> uh, well, people are saying that Indiana has gone, but what I'm—I mean, what I'm looking at on Google is that Kentucky and West Virginia have gone to Trump. And Virginia and Vermont have gone to Biden. Currently, Trump has 13 
electoral votes, and Biden has 16. We'll see how it goes. All right. All right. You people will know a lot more. It's fun to do a thing that people will hear in the future. And we're, and we're dummies that are just like, what do we happened? We're like everyone else right now. We're just recording we absolutely it. Are. You, th- you know everyone is just... Most on, people. On all sides are just constantly... What's going on? What What's going happening? on? Refresh, refresh, refresh. You don't have to refresh. It's constantly refreshing itself. I know, but maybe it didn't. Uh-huh. That's what I... Uh-huh. <laughs> it me. Who dis? <laughs> All right. Let's do one more song, and then we'll take a break. I've been thinking this whole time it's 16 tracks. It's 14. It's 14. I don't know why I thought that. All right. So this is Bottled Violence. Oh, well, the bottle just broke, yeah, so yeah. it's immediately out of the bottle. Together. Never put that together. It's not bottled anymore. No, it's not. The- Holy shit, Michelle! You just broke the fucking no, code. I didn't break it. They broke it. Holy shit! You just broke another code and let the violence out. You know, release the violence. Release the violence. Between what you just gave me, you know, in front of my eyes with figuring out that whole bottle breaking and letting the anger out just at the beginning. Yeah. And putting up the baby gate in that other room. No. <laughs> you are the smartest fucking person I know. <laughs> Jesus. That is not true. <laughs> when you put that baby gate up, my mind was just... I, I just put it at a different spot that Sam wouldn't constantly fall over it. I've ripped pants open on this baby gate. You recently hurt your knee and you've been like I was limping, limping for, for days. <laughs> you were, you limp for like two days. <laughs> I would break the baby gate and have to piece it back together. Mm-hmm. But it's also the dog doesn't eat shit. The cat shit. My shit. Oh, yeah. The cat shit. Sorry. I forgot to tell you. I've been shitting in the litter boxes too. It makes sense if you're in there. Might as well. I don't want to stop working. I should have shit in that litter box when I shit my pants the other day. Yeah, but you were just trusting a fart. Whew. Somebody told me, once you hit 35, you can't trust a fart anymore. And fuck if I'm not 35 and I trusted a fart. I trusted a fart earlier this year Oof. when I was sick and I had to throw away a pair of pants that I enjoyed as well. So I understand how you feel. <clears throat> let's, 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 uh, let's point something out you said in that sentence. When you were sick, yes. I was fine and I was 14 to 16 feet away from the toilet. Mm-hmm. And knew I had to poop. I was just like, ah, oh, just one more track. I'm just going to uh, record one more track. I know what it's like oh. when I'm working and I have to poop and I'm just like like positioning myself and I'm just like also trying to squeeze out poop farts because <laughs> I can like feel the pressure and I'm like, oh, if I just fart, I can relieve a little bit of this pressure. But eventually it just keeps moving down. <laughs> the, the feel. <laughs> The feeling you get when you poop your pants and you're just like an immediate disappointment in yourself. It's shame. <laughs> it's embarrassment. And it's like, oh, now I've got to take care of this. I can't just be like, well, that happened. And I then now I gotta, have to clean up. And then I have to post about it on social media. Oh, yeah, you got something good like that. Yeah, that's you. Well, you I posted a- about it too when I, when I shit my pants <laughs> earlier this year. So it's been fun. We're in love. <laughs> With shit. <laughs> All right, you want to take a break? I really do. Or, I like cool. the idea of the shorter podcast All right, episode. Right, it's break time. And we'll be back. In to go out. What? We are going to listen to NoFX's version of Straight Edge. You have heard this song because it was on the White Trash, Two Heaps, and a Bean album. This is their version of Minor Threats, Straight Edge. You remember this at all? Well, I'm a person just like you. 
My deal. I remember it. But I've got better things to do. Can you do a voice like that? It didn't start out good, but yeah, I've been able to do. I'll sing like uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, that's what it did. But I just wasn't prepared. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, I. mm -hmm. All right, we'll be back. People are always trying to figure out how do I get this done in this amount of time? And how can I get it done anyway? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I've learned how to master, and it's how to make your family hate you. Step one, post something political on social media. Step two, explain your feelings, your emotions, and stand your ground. Step three, don't back down. And there you have it. Your family members, maybe even the ones that matter the most to you, they might never talk to you again. So if you want to make your family hate you, post something political on social media and mean it. Bye, family. Hello. We are back. We are. We're listening to Slayer covering some minor threat. Shit. I'm sure you can hear exactly why I fell in love with that uh, album. It's everything I enjoy. Makes sense. Screaming, fast drums. Go, 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 go. Oh, my God. Michelle is. I, I'm not angsty, which this minor threat album calls for. I'm anxiety ridden and I fucking I said I was supposed to I said at the beginning that we were going to give people something else to think about but I brought up this election constantly (laughs) sorry I'm just nervous I fucking hate this why did I choose to do I wanted this anxiety to be on the podcast I wanted it to be like fresh and stuff and why am I doing this I don't know. Can I be? I wanted to be Mel Mean. There's a lot of times I want to be Mel Mean, but I got to hold it back because you're my wife. What? I wanted to just go because you're fucking stupid. <laughs> you but asked I, me about it right before you pushed record. Oh, I know. I'm not saying you're actually fucking stupid. It's just to be mean and say nothing. I could have said, you're a fucking hot dog. It was just a yell. A lot of votes have been coming in, though. I mean, we're looking at. We're looking at over uh, 17 million votes already counted for. 17 mil. And so far, it's close. Yay. Yikes. Let's not talk about this anymore. Let's move on. Get to the album. Oh, we might say something at the end. I'm sure we will. (laughs) This is just going to keep changing. Let's get back into this minor threat. (laughs) With the song, Minor Threat. How about that? Because you'd want to think it's the title track, but it's not. It's like the band track. I think this might be where the second album started because there's kind of a tone shift. I think so too. And maybe they, I don't know, one of the albums was called, uh, was just called Minor Threat. So maybe they started the Minor Threat demo or whatever with the song Minor Threat. I gotta stop looking at this. Yeah, engage in the I, podcast. I, 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 I am. Look at 
I am. I'm here. I'm talking. I'm just talking about things people don't want to hear. I'm not So we're never going to ever see this band again. So everyone knows. What do you mean, see them? They've been asked to do many reunion things, and it's just never, ever, ever going to happen. Is it because the main guy's like, no, I'm past that? I think they're all like, it was called Minor Threat, not Old Man Threat. Oh, yeah, you said that before. And I said that I never I never even thought about Minor being like kids. I just thought it meant like, I'm not a big threat. Oh, really? I didn't know if you were going to say it just then, like, the key of our songs are Minor. And they're threatening. I mean, I guess they are just a minor threat because they're just angsty boys. Because you said they're they're young, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're pretty young. Maybe under 21. That's young. That makes sense that they would still be as angsty as they are. Oh, yeah. It's total kid angst. It's, if you're in your 30s, you're not... <laughs> tend to not be that angry. It's like, I remember uh, Sully Erna from Godsmack, they did an interview with them and they're like, seems like your lyrical content's kind of toning down. He was like, yeah, I'm like successful now and I'm much happier than I was. I was in a fucking miserable spot when I wrote all those songs you guys love. Now I'm like doing good. But you know, most of those guys still have like Excuse a me. mental depression that no matter what you're doing. You got a mental problem, man? That you're still gonna like have some sort of unhappiness. And I find that almost every artist looks at their work. At least I, I fucking hate everything I do. So in the long run, and I think you should. <laughs> I mean, you should never settle for anything that you do. You should always keep going. You should absolutely detest it and get it out of your house immediately. <laughs> I think that you should. I think it's good to hear things wrong with it and try and just grow and be better and say, I don't want to do that. What's weird to me, even though I've, we've had, I've, we've had her, uh, I've brought her on the podcast to you and, uh, I'm still a fan, even though I know she's kind of shit. Uh, Mariah Carey regularly, regularly listens to her own music all the time. I'm not surprised by that. I think it's weird as fuck. It's very weird. And it takes a certain kind of person to do that. And I'm friends with one of those certain types of people. You are. Who's in a current appearance battle with two other people that come on this podcast. Oh, well, I was thinking you you actually technically have two friends oh, I don't know who like that, about that. And they both like to rap. And they have more than one friend who raps? And listens to their own music. What? Oh, uh, I've never heard him listening to himself. Oh, okay. he's just constantly a promoter. He's just he's he's tagged every bathroom in the Midwest. You can't go in a Midwest b- bathroom without seeing a fucking lazy D sticker. Ah, you just said it. I said it because I said he's a good guy. I mm. like lazy. You know what's weird about lazy is I saw his sticker for years in the Cincinnati scene. Never like. Or just go to the bathroom and there'll be a fucking lazy ass destroyer sticker. Saw it for years. <clears throat> Cut to a couple years later, suddenly he's snoring in the back of my fucking van and I can smell his asshole. 
Ew, seriously? No, I just said that to be oh, gross. Oh, God. I'm sure we both stunk. We would go out on weekends and neither of us would get a shower. We're both playing shows. I know, but I'm just <laughs> thinking of someone like opening, like if a woman has a stank crotch, she can open her legs and Ooh. like the room can like fill with that smell. So I was thinking like... It was so bad when I worked at Defender in Batesville. There were some... Are you serious? Huge women who would make the bathroom smell so gross. Do you think women are more uh, perceptive of that smell? I almost feel like we're more... I think we're just grosser when it comes to that because we're all like crevicey and we're open and we are like... Yeah, it's just a different situation. Like, I'm not saying that you, you're you're not, like, dark and musty, but what we have is cavernous in a way that it's capable of worse, is what I think. Yours is still mostly all on the outside. And we are just, like, layers. But do you think women are more perceptive to pick up that scent? Maybe. Some people are, some people <clears throat> aren't. Some people have super sensitive noses, but then again, the people who I've known in the past to be super sensitive to stuff are usually women. Oh, yeah. They like flip out about like no one in the department can wear any sort of perfume or anything. Oh, yeah. It's like, fuck you. I want to smell good. Yeah. And plus, when a man smells that smell you're talking about, he goes, dinner time. Ding, 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 ding. So I'm, I'm assuming that if your friend opens his legs and you can smell his donut hole yep then i mean it's possible that you could if it smells really bad yeah and it did and i went mm-mm, yum 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 dinner time ding 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 <laughs> i think it's time for me to stand up yeah, let's do it bow and put a major threat on you <laughs> did you just say major threat yes that's so weird. Uh, Ian McKay. Not really. Yeah, it is, because Ian McKay and the guys uh, threatened to sue Nike because Nike took this album cover and made their own like skateboard tour poster and mocked this album cover and put like Nikes on the guy was and it, it said major threat on it. Was it mocking or was it just like a well, parody? Not, I mean it was using it wasn't mocking. I say like it was a mock up. Okay. I didn't mean mock, but it's like a I don't even want to say parody. It was almost like an homage, but they didn't get any rights to it. Like, they didn't ask the band if it was cool or anything. They just made all this stuff. And they were like, uh, you're Nike. I don't like you. (laughs) You can't use our fucking stuff. You're specifically the man who (laughs) we have spoken out against. Yeah. It's cool. You couldn't be more of the man. It's cool. It's a skateboard thing, but you can also look at it like, oh, so you're, you're pandering to skateboarders and you're like, yeah, make it the minor threat album. Like, you're just pandering. It's, it's like if we're country fans and you were like, ah, my Dodge truck. It's the same shit. Like you get what you're trying to do here. So you're taking a sub a culture. And I'd say a Ford truck. Ford truck. Because if I, I had money, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd go downtown. I'd buy a Ford truck or two. Crazy about a Ford truck. Yeah, I'm crazy about a Ford truck. It's actually crazy about a Mercury. I'm going to buy me a Ford truck and cruise it up and down the road. He redid it for commercials. <laughs> for Ford commercials. I know. I'm going to buy, buy me a Mercury. Ford truck. <laughs> we still will not meet on the same one. I, like, I think Mercury's funnier. And I have a theory that 
big country artists that mention truck companies, I swear they know that they're going to get a lot of listeners. And they put out to all the truck companies, and they're like, who wants their name mentioned? How much money you got? And they're like, uh, $120,000 to save Ford F-150. And he's like, all right, Ford F-150. I don't think that's what happens. I think he's like, I'm going to get me a Ford truck. Or maybe at that time, because he was young, he was still way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. He was just wanting a Mercury, so he's like, he's I'm like, not if I, talking about that guy. <laughs> I'm talking about that guy. So he's like, but if, that's not what we were talking if about. If I'm gonna sing about a Mercury, it's because I want them to give me a Mercury, not Fuck because that. I'm shopping it to companies beforehand. I'm doing it with the intention of them saying, "Oh, thanks for promoting us. Here's a Mercury that you can cruise up and down the road." Fuck that. You want a Mercury or you want $120,000? You want $120,000 fucking dollars. And I'll buy six fucking Mercuries. Eat my dick, Joe Diffie. And then you, Is that who did it? Joe Diffie. <laughs> no, that wasn't. That was Alan Jackson. Okay. The one who saved our souls when the world stopped turning. Was Alan Jackson the one that was painted on the wall at the yes. truck stop? Yes. <laughs> The mural was painted over, but it definitely was a 9-11 mural at a truck stop six miles away from us. And it uh, said, where were you when the world stopped turning? And it had Alan Jackson painted on it with a with a guitar, a red plaid shirt and a cowboy hat. And you bet it was glorious. What fucking idiot was thinking we have to memorialize the victims of 9-11 and... Alan Jackson. Uh, I think they were saying, well, first of all, they were reminding you, so you just, never forget. Was it just about the song? I think it was about... <laughs> I think it... I believe that it was an homage to the great work and service that Alan Jackson has provided <laughs> us in that time of need when we needed someone to save us and to soothe us. And he was there. He was there when the world stopped turning. So thank you, Alan Jackson. You deserve murals and truck stops. <laughs> and with that beautiful, beautiful speech, I think it's just time to move on to the next song. Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm just emotional. This is 12XU. Let's get out there, everybody. Ready? One, two, one, two. Fuck yeah. I love the way that starts. Yeah, this one is definitely very fast. I don't understand what's being said. Awesome. The angst is like turned up in this song. Yeah, I would say so. It seems almost heavier. I think it sounds heavier because there's also that like distorted guitar that really stands out. It's more distorted than before. Yeah. This is definitely the, the second album. So it's more distorted than before. It sounds bassier than before, so it's just got a natural heaviness that it didn't mm-hmm. have. And I love how when his voice breaks, like a guy now that's screaming would want it to be like consistently like, rah, 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 you know, yeah. he's okay with the voice cracking and hearing the actual. He's not doing it technically good for your throat. Yeah. He's doing it the fuck yourself up way. He's just yelling with all emotion. Mm-hmm. Just. There's no technique. It's just I'm angry and I yell into this microphone. What does it matter? Our sets are 17 minutes long. Why was he so <laughs> mad? I think you're on to something with the incel thing. Okay. Just, just felt like no he was... No one will fuck me! He just felt like he was out of step, which is the name of their second album. Doesn't fit in with the world. 
And then as he acts weird, of course, people treat him weird. So then he's like, these people treat me weird. So it's this horrible circle of they treat me weird because I act weird, but I act weird because they treat me weird. But I'm uh, so he paved the way for other musicians and other incels. He created things. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful sentence. <laughs> Next song. In my eyes. This is I the longest this song. song. This is the song that's basically a full song. The one song. Well, no, there's one more, but this is the main one. This is the longest. I love that ent- intro. It's not like any of the rest of the album. It's way more calm. Bom, bom, bom. There are little things throughout this that I like. Like in the last song, uh, there were, like, even though like it's a little angstier for me, there were some t- times where like there would just be like a little bass segment. And yeah. I like... There are little things that they do here and there throughout. Like, even if I don't love the song, that I I appreciate. I think they do keep it kind of interesting sometimes. Whereas I almost think earlier in the album, it was a little more like back-to-back-to-back of, like, similar-sounding styles. And that might have been the first one they released. So by the second one, they're more comfortable with each other, writing better songs. But it is more distorted sounding too. So, do you think that that's to emphasize that they're still angsty and like still pissed off, uh, or just like yeah, playing with and, sounds? And maybe he got a little better hand, or he maybe he went to some studio and he just played the studio's stuff, and it wasn't his actual amp. And so you go to another studio and they have a different sounding amp. It might so because it will sound different. I don't know what's being said. What is in his eyes? Oh, I don't know. Dust, dirt, and rust. I have no idea. A lot of these lyrics, I also don't know. Let's see if if we can get any idea of what could potentially be in his eyes, in his eyes, in his eyes. You tell me that nothing matters. So, so right now he's calling people out that he knows for their yeah. I can tell what's being said for their rotten behavior. And it's all because they hate themselves so and how does this, they have their own insecurities. So how does this relate to his eyes? Is, this he, uh, is he just saying that he can see through people? Like, you're... It, whatever is happening, it's in my eyes. Is his way of just saying, like, I see oh, you. Oh, okay. It's, it's another song to confirm the... I'm. This is just my perspective. These are not rules. You know, that, you just opened my eyes on that one. I feel like I do that a lot on this podcast, just by saying, "What if this?" And I don't think about shit in like, I. I don't, wasn't necessarily thinking about it either. But I just, don't get deep on songs at all. It's literally like, oh, that sixteenth note was neat. It's like the way that I, I I get deep on music sometimes the way that you get deep on movies and I don't. It's like things that you will totally miss in songs. I will totally miss in a movie. And, and you know, how it can be like the foundation of the movie or it could be the complete lyrical content and the whole theme of the song. Yeah. So like you and I, I think that that's... 
I think I just discovered that that's kind of where we're both similar but different. Yeah, I would agree. Is that my weak point is movies and your weaker point so, is certain things in music. I can't say music. So I know why I don't because I don't pay attention to lyrics that much. I don't really read them. I don't think about the whole. What do you think it is about movies that makes you miss whole things? <clears throat> Concentration? I think, no, I think I just don't always. It's the whole. It's interpretation. Like me thinking, God damn it, going back to the shining. <laughs> like Kit has won. Uh-huh. <laughs> damn it. You don't have to do this. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're bowing out or you're bowing out. Let's That's move better. on to the next song. Out of step. No, like I said, this is the uh title of their next album and i'm pretty sure this song is on the next album it's out of step with this world or with the world parenthetically this sounds so almost like a demo to me like it it sounds so much thinner it does way thinner than the last song we just heard it's probably the thinnest sounding song i've heard so far on this i never thought about that but yeah i agree i mean it still has like the energy but it doesn't have the sound like the the balls are in the lyrics and not the music yeah it's my interpretation i guess uh, out of step the second album is recorded better so it's thicker you can hear things more okay. so they did do like one or two songs that they had already done which is like you know it's a punk kind of thing anyway somehow i've gotten through this the amount of times that i have without noticing the song title of track 13, which is the next song. I don't know how I haven't noticed that yet. Well, we're going to wait till we get there. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying. I just noticed that. But yeah, I wasn't a, as big of a fan of that just because I thought it sounded shittier. Well, I'm going to play the version from the second album, Out of Step, so you can kind of uh, hear what happens with the so little upgraded sound. It's going to be Welcome to Paradise all over again. You can hear the drums more, but yeah. it, the, the guitar is even the thinner. The guitar is not there yeah. very much. You can hear it's his so voice easier. Because there's a thin and like a boxy drum sound. Yeah. And his voice is the clearest it's been, though. I think I like his voice better here. Because it's... But I, I think I just like the recording better because I can just make <laughs> it, it, it. I can hear it more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I, I couldn't. I felt like it was so far away. The, the one that's on this album. So you alluded to the title of the next song. It did. Now, did this? Did this? Uh, you obviously didn't hear him yelling it during the song. The title. <laughs> um. Uh, I mean, I just, I can't make out a lot of what's being said. I don't, I didn't expect you to. Did this shock you? Are you concerned of what this could be about? Are you a little on edge? I mean, I think that it definitely stands out, especially nowadays. For sure. But it's just interesting, yeah. Well, this song is called Guilty of Being White. Ah! It's a fucking killer song. 
It is not racist in any way. It's actually anti-racism. He wrote it because he was went to a school that was 70% predominantly black, and him and his friends got bullied a lot as the white kids. So he wrote this as like a perspective of, I'm getting beat up because of reverse racism. It's not reverse racism. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's racism. It's racism. That was stupid of me to say. You're right. It's not stupid of you. It's just, I don't, I've never understood why people say that. Because it's not reverse. It's just racism. racism. It's just, it's just like, and no offense to you, because I don't think that you think this way, but it's like most people who are comfortable saying reverse racism are people who are afraid to say that, like, there are ra- all kinds of racist people because they, like, don't want to step on eggshells or something. And it's like, no, there are there are racist people in every fucking race. And there are awful people <laughs> everywhere yeah. who just hate. And you could just order someone from another country if you have enough money, <laughs> and they'll love you no problem. No problem. So... We've already known that Slayer, Slayer did that Undisputed Attitude album, which we heard earlier a little bit of. This was a song that they also covered. I wouldn't dare dispute it. It's You better not. So Slayer did this song, and at the end, for some reason, they changed the lyric. Instead of guilty of being white, they say guilty of being right. And with that one line change... Made that sound even more racist? It makes it... Yes. It's very uncomfortable. I've always been uncomfortable with that song on the Slayer album. Listening to the Minor Threat version does not make me uncomfortable. I wonder if if the Slayer just didn't want to deal with the thought of race at all. And the only reason why you would think that it's worse is because you know that it's a cover and you know what the song originally was. No, he says white the entire song except for the very last time. Oh, well. It's all guilty of being white. Guilty of being right. The very last one. Oh, that's weird. So you're like, what? I think you misinterpreted. So I had already heard that song before I had ever known about Minor Threat or knew they even did it. You know, I didn't know what the original was. And I always felt uncomfortable about that song. And then I heard the Minor Threat version. And then I noticed, oh, he didn't say right at the end. So then I looked into it and found that Ian McKay McKay was like, hey, this is not a racist song. Please do not interpret it that way. I also wrote this for 30 of my friends who knew were in the high school and understood what I was saying. I did not think it would get out and become a thing. This was not supposed to be. like, So... It's a weird song because it can go either way, depending on how you want to look at it or which band's doing it. It's all interpretation, man. I can see like a hate band doing that song and it would be fucking huge for them. Like if they were playing a hate rally in fucking Screwball or whatever, Screwdriver, I I think it's Screwdriver, they play that fucking song and the crowd would go nuts. White power, cold shower. Go home and take a hot shower. How I was a cold shower. We have one more song. One more song. And Here it we is go. not a cover. It is not. Even though it, it, c- it sounds like it could be a cover of a uh, monkey song, but it's not. No, it's not. Stepping stone. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So this song is interesting because for, for the one time only they take like a production idea and go like, hey, how about we make it like 
tinny sounding and even thinner. And then we fade in all the instruments because by the time the second verse comes in, it's like yeah. the full band. It almost seems antithetical in what they're into. It seems like they would want to be like, no, it's just raw music. Play it. I like it. I love it. It's almost like a transitioning. For me, what I just heard is someone listening to a tape on the radio, and then they walk, like, it's like them walking into the club and then hearing it live. It's kind of the way that that made me feel or, like, what I saw visually. That makes sense. I can also interpret it as, like, shitty demo into that makes sense too. better shitty demo <laughs> well, that makes sense listen to how we've improved ma turns out ma there's a bass knob on this mix we just turn it up and it goes boom 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 all of a sudden oh that's nice honey have a good time put some bass in the mixer if she's broken fix her I was like, I'm going to let people listen for a second. Enjoy, people. Here we go. Yeah, I just wanted to hear him scream. <laughs> In the case. This is. Okay, this is Stepping Stone. I knew it. I knew it when I heard it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But it, it goes back into that, but there for a little bit. I remember that I heard that and wasn't sure, but yeah. Goodness. I'm choking all of a sudden, but. Die, 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 die. Kill, 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 die, die, die. Was that a straight cover? I mean, did he? No, but it wasn't a straight cover. It just okay. seemed like so the verse... it went in just for a little bit, is okay. what it seemed so like. So the verse parts are them doing their own song. Unless, I don't know. Is it a cover? <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I feel like we should find out in this Minor Thread episode. Before someone tells us that we're wrong. And they'll be like, you never do any research. You're always wrong. Why you always wrong? Uh, I I don't know how to find this. Okay, I do. Other versions. Uh, oh, and minor threat. Yeah. So it was a cover. Yep. Okay. There you go. So, so earlier when I was like, oh, it was <laughs> stepping stone. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, we're officially to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. Yeah, man, what you gonna do? I'm gonna share some questions with you. And you're gonna share some answers with me. I've got some questions for you. Hey, you got some questions for me. And I've got some answers too. Sam, why did you choose this album? Well, as we know, I hadn't chosen it uh, by the end of the last episode that we recorded with Kent. That's true. So I had to think of something, and I had to think of something sort of fast. And I chose this album because, I don't know, it just popped into my head, and I, I got excited. I was like, oh, I fucking love that album. I can't believe I didn't think of Minor Threat. You gave now. this to me three days later, so you did not think of something fast. 
Uh, oh, you're saying that you didn't? No, I'm saying that when I remembered I had to come up with something as I'm editing the episode to come uh-huh. out, I remembered I had oh to come up goodness. with something. So at that moment, yes, very fast. Okay. Uh, so I have no legitimate reason for this. It just popped in and I just I just needed something and I grabbed it. And I'm very glad I did because this album rules. What do you think I thought when you gave it to me? Nothing really. Kind of indifferent. Okay. Probably just another. Here's another punk album. I don't even know what you. I don't even know if you knew what it was going to be. I I can tell you that I didn't really know what it was going to be, so I was kind of indifferent. You see, it's not like if I, I would have said it was Slayer, be, you'd back up metal. I thought it might be more metal though huh. than punk. So I I can say that I was you know a little more pre- pleasantly surprised that it was punk versus metal. Nice. Um, <clears throat> do you know how many times you listened to this album? Uh. I think five, but who knows when it repeats. (laughs) It's true. I listened to it four times because it's so short. I gave it an extra listen. Awesome. And I just wanted a fresher listen before we did the podcast. And I was like, it's so short. I can just play this. No big deal. Cool. 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 Cool, girl. Yeah. So I have no idea what you're... I'm going to guess that it's Guilty of Being White, though. That your least favorite song is Guilty of Being White. Um, No, while it does have an uncomfort to it, it is not. I'm discomfort? going with 12XU. Yes, discomfort. One, two, one, two! But with this being said, I love every fucking song yeah, on this album. I understand. So this was very hard to do. And as I'm saying this is my least favorite, I'm like, no, because it's fucking rules. So... If I have to choose one, it's going to be that. Okay. Just because it was the first one that I was like, was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any idea what you think my least favorite would be? Um, probably guilty of being white. No. <laughs> I was actually in the same vein that you were in. So uh, it was that 12XU was oh. my least favorite song. Oh, keep it playing. But I love this song. Well, and then, like I said, there's a spot in here where it has like a little, like a little breakdown spot, which is such a short song. And I didn't think that you could keep it playing, I'm sure. But I didn't think that that part was bad right here. Well, this part rules. So, like, this part's fine, but I don't like the rest of the song enough to make me choose this as my least favorite. That's fucking metal right there. Oh, God damn it, now I feel bad And that may have been why I chose it, because I felt less connected to it as it's more metal. Most favorite song? Oh, God. Mm. Um, I really don't know. Screaming at a Wall? That's just a guess. It was very close. I really, really like that song, but I really, really like every song on here. My favorite song is I Don't Want to Hear It. I almost picked that, but I went with uh, Screaming Out a Wall instead. So that would have been my second pick for you. It's, I think it's got really... It encompasses almost every song on this album in this one song. And it was... Uh, that Slayer song, so I already was in love with it. And then I heard this. And when I hear shittily recorded drums and shittily recorded everything, I was just immediately like, oh, it's better! Yeah. <laughs> so... That's my choice. And I love the 
no, you're full of shit. I don't want to hurt. I, you know, I love that whole attitude of if you fucking, if someone's a piece of shit, I love it when someone's like, no, fuck you. You're a fucking piece of shit. It's, it feels so good. <laughs> I hate it when that person's not a piece of shit and they're just being picked on. Yeah. But if they're a legitimate piece of shit, it's like butter on a biscuit. Oh, yum. That I give to you because I don't eat buttered biscuits. Yeah. You don't like, you're not a big biscuit, baby. Nope. I'm a big biscuit, baby. Oh, Michelle's favorite song. Think, think, hard, hard, double, I double. I have. I remember there was a. I can hear what I, what it was, but I can't remember what song it was. The 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 title. Is it? I think you might be thinking too hard. Filler? No, baby, no. What's the answer? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> We were uh, we agreed on everything on both. Why would you choose this? I think because it sounded like it was the most. It was almost like catchy, I guess. It is catchy. It's like poppier, and I guess it's just friendlier because it's more. It's not as like. Incel angry. It's more no, just yeah. punk angry, and yeah, I'm more yeah. okay with that. Uh, I love that line where he's like, "Shut your fucking mouth! I don't care what you to say." <laughs> and he says, "I don't care what you to say because he can't fit in the word. I don't care what you have to say." So he's just like, "Shut your fucking mouth! I don't care what you say." <laughs> that works. It's fine. How old were you when you first started listening to Minor Threat? Since it was alive before we were twenty-four, twenty-five. So we were together. Much too late. This this band should have been in my life when I was starting like the Misfits. This should have been right there with me. It should have been the Misfits and this album. And I I would have probably been the same, but I would have had this longer in my life. Did you originally love it or did you like, oh, what did you think originally? As soon as the first note played, I was in. This is everything I love about punk. This is everything I what hardcore should be. I don't like what hardcore became. I like this. I like this aggression. I like the speed. I like the length of songs. Just do it. So like, since there are so many branches and their cores, is there yeah. straight core? Is that a thing? Probably. Like straight edge hardcore? Probably. Is this straight core? Mm, uh, no, this is just grade A American hardcore. Ooh, grade A American hardcore? Yeah. Yeah, brother. Uh, and would you recommend this today? Oh, well, brother, man. I'd recommend it right after I got my Mercury and drove up and down the road. Yes, I would recommend this to anyone. I don't care who the fuck you are. This album rules. This is a, this is one that I would never apologize for. I'd be like, yeah, it's minor threat. It's killer. If you don't like it, you're wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. This is an undeniable album in my eyes. Okay. Well, I would deny it. Because I know I you would because you have terrible taste. I would never listen to this again, even though, like I said, it wasn't as miserable as some other things have been for me. I didn't. I expected that. I expected this to be a little easier on you. I didn't know if the the breaking thing I thought might have been is if Ian Benjamin. McKay's voice got on your nerves. I can handle the vocals. Uh, I mean, I, I can handle that. It's more. I I notice that when it comes to that, I'm pickier about the sounds of like 
the production. Like, obviously, I don't want it to be super clean, but mm-hmm. I also don't want it to be uneven. Like, I felt like it was a lot, especially, yeah, just at different points, and especially, like, really towards the end, whatever that <clears throat> one song was called. I don't remember where it was, like, where you said it was let's make it even like tinnier or whatever than it was before. Yeah, I think it might have been out of step. I think it was out of step because <clears throat> then we listened to out of step. The f- supposedly fuller version, even though the guitar was tinnier in that one, <laughs> but those drums were fuller. Fuller. Yeah. So, so that's it. We're done. That is it with the album. Awesome. I am giving uh, you the next album, which yes, we're going to finally are. bank an album. So you're familiar with this. Uh, and this is something that I, you said that you were going to choose, but I think you forgot about it cause you always forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been listening to this again lately. So I decided this would be great to give to you. We are going to listen to brain circus by corn Woohoo! And may the gods let us know that this one's going to be E Z P. Z. God. Where is God? Where is God? She's She's not not here. here. (laughs) This one's for you, Travis. Oh yeah, Travis is gonna like this, but this is this goes deeper in our relationship. So cornbugs is 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 good. I'm I'm ready for this. I am too. You ready to end this episode on our shortest episode in forever? Yeah, you guys are welcome. Besides the Halloween specials. I'm looking forward to ending this short. Great. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, everyone have a wonderful time. Oh, um, yes, where are we at? It's too late to vote because that's all over. But at this point, we'll see where we end up. But as of right now, Trump has 61 electoral votes and Biden's holding on to his 85. So we'll see what happens. Uh, All right. Go Trump! Woo! Go Kanye! <laughs> Bye everyone, thanks for listening. Bye! 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 Bye!